Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Tonight I want to speak to you from the subject, when you're in the presence of a problem. When you're in the presence of a problem. And I know as I say that, maybe you came in and you're like, I am sitting right in the middle of that. Like I am in the presence of a problem. And so this is a word for me. Maybe you're like, man, I, 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 I might not be in one right now, but I'm looking down the tracks at a decision or, or thinking about something. And it's almost though that the problem is already here because how many of you know, if you see something coming down the future, if you, can, if you struggle with a little anxiety, you can actually live in the problem before the problem even happens. And so tonight, I wanna to encourage you because we're gonna be looking at Psalm 118. And the writer of this song is, psalm is David in the Bible. And David, just to build, if it's not credibility enough that God said, hey, that's good enough for scripture, all right? I'm gonna build up David's credibility because David is a guy who understood problems. If you're not familiar with the story of David, maybe you know David killed Goliath. Uh, but before that, he was a shepherd and he was taken on lions and he was taken on bears and he was sitting out in the cold and he was writing songs while he was doing it because he was a rock star and he was really cool. And then he goes and he kills Goliath. But then after that, he goes under uh, the leadership of King Saul and God makes him so successful that Saul actually runs him out of town and starts trying to kill him. He's chasing him down. He's running from Saul for his life. And this goes on for a while, so much so that he actually leaves the country and goes and lives with what's the enemy of Israel, that's the Philistines, and lives there for a time. And then while he's there, he gets attacked by uh, a group called the Amalekites, and they take all of his men's wives and their kids and all their stuff, and his guys, his own guys want to kill him. And then he becomes king of Israel and Judah, and after that, He's, he's fighting battle after battle after battle, and then eventually his son turns on him, and there's a full-on rebellion, and he has to run from him, and he has to pray through that. But through all of that, God helped him. He was a man who knew how to face a battle, but he knew how to do it with the grace of the Lord and with God's help. So. I say all of that, I tell you his story to say this, if you're facing a problem, then we're gonna hear from somebody who's like a problem expert. David had his PhD in problems, all right? But he knew how to face them with the help of the Lord. And if you want to have strength in the middle of a problem, if you're facing a problem and you're like, I just wanna do this the right way, I don't want to, maybe you faced a problem before and you looked at it and you said, man, if I could redo that, I would. Or man, there's probably a better way to handle that. Maybe there's a way, maybe you're a new Christian and you're like, man, I just want to face this problem the God way. Maybe you've been walking with the Lord for some time and you're like, man, I just need a little more wisdom. Life's taught me that I, I could face problems better. Then that is exactly why we're looking at Psalm 118. Because David is talking to us about facing a battle, but he's talking about it from the back end. And that's a great thing because, you know, when you're facing a challenge, if you talk to somebody who's also in a challenge, that's not necessarily helpful. But if you talk to somebody who's like, oh, I've been through what you've been through. Oh yeah, I've faced that kind of pressure. Oh yeah, I've gone through that. I've felt the flames of the fire. I I've been through it. I've felt surrounded and here's what I did. How many of you know that can be super helpful and very encouraging, amen? 
So I hope that you're ready to be encouraged. I hope that you're ready to be helped. I hope you're ready for your faith to be built. Is anybody ready tonight? I just need to know. Fantastic, fantastic. So Psalm 118, I, I want you to know this because we're not gonna look at this verse, but I think it really impacts how we think about the Psalm. The first verse and the last verse are the same in Psalm 118. It says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast loves, love endures forever. And this isn't really a point. This is more of a foundation. Because if you're gonna face a problem and you wanna do it with the Lord's help and you wanna walk through the Lord through, with the Lord through a challenge, then you're gonna to have to understand this. It's as though David's saying, this is the bedrock. This is the foundation. This is, this is what, if you're like, man, why, I wanna have faith through this challenge. How am I gonna do that? Well, he says, let's start here. God is good and he loves you. God is good and he cares about you. Oh, you're not going through this challenge because God isn't good. You're not going through this challenge because God doesn't love you anymore. You're not going through this challenge because he's forgotten about you. No, in every challenge, God is good. We can give thanks to him and his love endures forever. And so as we look at Psalm 118, the first thing I want you to see is prayer positions us near the Lord. Prayer places us in a position that only prayer can, and that's right next to God. I know that as I say that, maybe you're like, well, that makes, that's, yeah, oh, wow, so good. Prayer makes me closer to God. You know, like, it seems like fundamental, doesn't it? It's like, did I really need to come to church to hear that? And let me, let me encourage you because there, you know, you might think that, but I really want you to think deeply about it, about how the potential of being close, what closeness does because it's not just the concept of being close that you need to understand, it's the need for you personally to be near. If we only understand the things of God conceptually or theologically and, and, and cognitively, then we're gonna miss the truth. That's important, but unless that that cognitive understanding gets to our heart and the truth of our situation and the truth of what that means to us, then we can miss it. And I think we can forget that prayer positions us. David writes this uh, in Psalm 118 verse five, out of my distress, I called to the Lord and the Lord answered me, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear, what can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. So I want you to notice a progression here. It says, out of my distress, so that's kind of step one, you're, you're in trouble, okay? I called to the Lord, that's kind of step two. Then look what, this is the result of that. The Lord is on my side. So some of, Sometimes we can just start here and go, I'm in distress. Now, God, he's near to those who are in times of trouble. He's near to the brokenhearted, but there's a closeness that comes to God with us in our walk with God that only comes through prayer. So if you're facing a problem, you don't wanna say, well, if God wants to help me, he just will, because that's not how God set it up. God set up life and Jesus came and died for your sins so you can have relationship with God. 
so you could be in a partnership with him, so you could walk with him. And there's a part of that where you only get access to the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It's available to everyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ, but you only receive that guidance. You only receive that power when you say, God, I am going to ask for that. I'm going to draw near for that. God, I want that. In my distress, I want that. And then the power of God, that's when it comes into your life. Once again, look at the progression. It's out of my distress. That's your anguish. Now, in this, I want you to notice that because of the result, the distress then in a way becomes a blessing. Now, I don't know how you see your distress. I'm not saying the problem itself is a blessing. And I'm not saying that distress in itself is a blessing. But that is the great thing about drawing near to the Lord, is when you draw near to God, your distress that you look at now becomes a blessing because it drove you to your knees. And when it drove you to your knees, it made you a recipient of God's care, God's help, God's power in your life and in your problem. And all of a sudden, God turns what the enemy meant for bad for good in your life because you called on him. That's why the Bible says it was good that I was afflicted uh, for I would not have praised the Lord. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever looked back on your life? Come on, people. It's going to get the preacher out of me because I'm telling you, have you ever looked back on your life? And then you said, man, I'm glad I went through that because I am way closer to Jesus now. Man, I'm glad I'm through that because God spoke things to me through that problem that I would have never heard. I would have never pressed in like that. But God knew that would drive me to my knees. I love how Jeremy Foster says it. He was talking to a pastor as he was walking through something and he said this. He said, Jeremy, don't ever despise something that will drive you to your knees. Oftentimes our distress can be so overwhelming, but I wanna encourage you, if you're in here tonight and you're full of distress, don't live there. Because if you, if you live in that and you don't do anything with that, you're gonna get locked up in fear. But if you bring it to the Lord and say, God, you see my distress. God, you know this is anxious for me. God, you know I need your help. God, I bring it to you. Then you've called on the Lord. And when you've called on God, he's going to help you. And you see the results. And the Lord answered me and he set me free. I will not fear. What can man do to me? All of a sudden, the perspective and the paradigm changes and you see things differently. And your, your fear is lifted because you've called on the Lord. It positions you not, and it positions you right by God's side. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have Cameron come up here. If you can give Cameron a hand, if you can run as fast as you can, Cameron, just run, give it a run, give it a run. He has no idea I'm gonna do this. All right. So stand right here, stand right here, over here on this side. This is Cameron. He's a great guy, and uh, you know. Okay, so I want you to think about this. When when you're walking through a problem and you pray, you move yourself close to the Lord. Okay. So let's pretend Cameron's walking through a problem. When he moves close to me, if he's close to me, I'm able to whisper to him. And you guys don't know what I'm saying, you know, because I'm whispering. But if I'm, if I'm close, I can say something 
really quietly, and he can hear me. Can you hear me, Cameron? Yes. <laughs> I, I, did you guys hear that? I just said, Cameron, you're awesome. See, I'm speaking encouragement over his life. Cameron. Okay, Cameron's a, a young married man, right, Cameron? Yes. How long have you been married? One and a half years. One and a half years. I just spoke a prophetic word. I said, I believe you're gonna have your first baby in nine months, all right? So, come on, how many of you believe that with me? How many of you believe that? So I'm just having fun, but you can't hear what I'm saying because I'm close to Cameron. And I'm able, if I'm close to him, to gently lead him. If I was taking him somewhere, I can lead him. I can guide him. And I, that's the kind of, that's the way the direction of the Lord, give Cameron a hand. But I show you that because sometimes we're like, oh, what's that do? When you get close to the Lord, you're inviting the Holy Spirit to lead you. You see, the Holy Spirit is gentle. And so when you get close, you're positioning yourself in your distress. You can say, God, I wanna be near to you. God, I, I need your help. And I, I'm getting close to you, God. And when God's at your side, all of a sudden he's leading you. You're positioning yourself to receive the grace and the power of the Lord. And it's a wonderful place to be. Charles Spurgeon said this, prayers which come out of distress generally come out of the heart and therefore they go to the heart of God. Isn't that awesome? It, it, it is sweet to recollect our prayers and often profitable to tell others after they are heard. Prayer may be bitter in the offering, but it will be sweet in the answering. Isn't that good? I just, I just pray if you're in distress today that you will say, you know what? I'm going to get close to God. I'm going to position myself close to God. And you watch how God lifts your fear and he helps you and he guides you and you watch how he brings the answer. And it may be bitter in the offering, but it's going to be sweet in the answering for you today in Jesus name. I want to show you a second thing. Prayer points us in the direction we should go. When we're walking with the Lord and praying, it has a way of limiting our options. I look at this in verse eight, it says this, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. What is David saying? He's saying, you know what? When you put your trust in God, it has a way of limiting your options and opening your eyes to what is best. Oftentimes when we're walking through a problem, we're trying to get through it so badly that we are looking at every possible way we can get out or every possible way there can be an answer. It, it, when you're desperate, you start making phone calls to every possible person that you can and, and reaching for every possible way that there could be a solution. And David's coming to us and saying, when you're in that kind of situation, it's better to pray and to receive direction from the Lord than it is to trust in people. So that doesn't mean, he's not saying like, hey, just don't trust anyone. What he's saying is often when you have a problem, you can be looking for some person or some place of power in order to solve your problem. How that works is you can, uh, you know, you're facing a challenge and you're like, you know what? If I just got a new set of circumstances, if I just got a new place, if I just got a new position, anything like that, then everything would be fine. 
Maybe you're in a situation where you created the problem and you're like, I just need to get out of here and start over. And I would encourage you to really pray because sometimes when you're walking through a problem, God's gonna tell you when you feel like getting out, God's gonna tell you to stay right there. And, and if you pray, he's gonna say, you know what, I'll give you the peace and I'll give you the strength to walk through this and you're gonna come out stronger through it and you're gonna find when you look back, that was better than just moving on. There's times where God's leading you and if when you're praying, he's gonna open up options. He's gonna bring people in your path. He's gonna help you. It's better to, to be walking with the Lord, to take refuge in that, honestly, because you're gonna make wiser decisions. You're gonna be more consistent. You're gonna be able to see God work through the process and you're gonna watch God bring results that are supernatural. That's why David's saying it's better to do that. If you're in a situation where you're like, man, I just don't know what to do and I feel so anxious, just be careful where you take refuge. Be careful where you're gonna go, this will make me feel better. This will solve the problem. You need to ask yourself, have I prayed about it? Have I asked the Lord, is this what God would want me to do? And if you instantly in this room under the sound of my voice are already like, well, I already know God wouldn't want me to do that, then I wanna encourage you, that's not gonna be the best thing for you. And what you need to do is you need to pray and then you need to take refuge in him because God wants your best. He has your best in mind. He loves you. He cares about you. He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And he's not looking at you wanting, you, wanting you to have the hardest time possible. He's wanting to teach you and to help you and to give you grace and to be a refuge for you. But you're going to have to take refuge in him. Prayer points us in the direction that we should go. I was thinking as I was, I was preparing for the message of that proverb, it says, guard your heart for out of it flows the direction of your life. I think that's a good word because when you're struggling and when you have a problem, your heart is under attack. Your heart and things are pulling you and saying, hey, go this way or, or go that way or, or you just need to do this or you just need to do knee-jerk reactions and things that aren't graced, that aren't biblical, that aren't out of the presence of the Lord, that didn't come out of any prayer time, they just came out of your own anxiety. And at that time, you need prayer to point you in the right direction. You're looking for refuge and that's a very natural response. But if you get in prayer, God will be a refuge for you and he's gonna take you to a place that's better. He's gonna take you to a place that will keep you from swerving, keep you from landing in a ditch keep you on the path that he has for you and your purpose. You know, God has a purpose for you and he has a plan for you and his desire is to do good to you, but you have to pray because prayer will point you as you're facing that problem in the right direction. Thirdly, prayer proclaims victory. It's one thing to try to proclaim victory and a problem, to speak positive, to say, I got this, to say, we can do this. It's another thing to proclaim that out of prayer, out of a prayer time. Let it being the, you know, when we proclaim victory, it should be the overflow of what is happening in the inner room. You know, Jesus said, you know, if you're facing something, you know, if you, you know, you need to go in your prayer closet, shut the door and your father who sees what's done in secret will, will, will reward you. 
that out of that time, that intimate time with the Lord, then we come out and we proclaim victory. And there's, that's definitely a powerful thing. You know, as believers, we're not called to be people that are just, just um, positive optimists, that don't face any real problem, that don't see things for what they are, but we're also not called to be negative and to be looking at life like, like uh, in fear and living life without faith. None, neither of those things are good. Neither of those things really shine the love of Jesus and shine the power of the gospel. But when we are walking close to the Lord, and we're facing a problem. There's no greater situation where you can give God the glory than when you're facing a problem and you come out of the presence of the Lord and you start to proclaim the victory of God, that you shine the love of Jesus and the power of Jesus, that God is for you and God's gonna help you and you're gonna win this battle because of the grace and the goodness of God. You know what? God can use your problem to proclaim His love, but it's gonna come out of His presence presence. And I say that to you because I think sometimes proclaiming victory in a problem, maybe to you, if you're like, man, that sounds so oppressive, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's just so hard right now. And truly, there are some, obviously, David in this situation, he's going through distress. But the only way that's oppressive is if you don't really lay it down in the presence of the Lord. You're looking at it the wrong way. You're just kind of drawing from your own well drawing from your own strength, trying to put a smile on until you make it happen. But there's a different way to approach it. It's out of his presence. So David said, you know, his steadfast love endures forever. And then in my distress, I called to God. And then look at how he proclaims the victory here. All the nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. I, I, I literally laughed today when like thinking about that because I'm like, this must have been a guy who was attacked by bees. You know, <laughs> like, it's like, how do they surround? Oh yeah, like that bee time, yeah, that was bad, you know? <laughs> they went out like a fire among thorns and the name of the Lord, I cut them off. Now I want you to notice here, this is how it works when you're proclaiming, when you're walking through a problem and you wanna proclaim victory. Because I think you can have the misunderstanding. I'll start proclaiming victory and then my problem will go away. I'll start proclaiming victory. You know, I spoke faith once and it just got worse. Yeah, that's how it works. You're gonna speak faith and sometimes it's not gonna get better, it's gonna get worse. But I want you to notice something that David doesn't give up speaking faith when the, when the stakes get higher. He doesn't give up when the intensity grows. He says, all the nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me. Uh, they surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They went out like a fire among thorns. He's saying it got worse and got worse and worse. I, I, I need to draw a picture for you of how bad this is. It, it, was like, it was like I was surrounded by bees. You know what? Yeah, I, I, just, I don't think there's anything worse than that feeling. I, I, it was a Wednesday night when I was, we were growing up and uh, I remember we were living over in the apartments over here as a family. And uh, I don't know, I might've been in like high school or something. And we had, we were, we had this deck there and these uh, yellow jackets 
these giant yellow jackets, like the biggest yellow jackets you've ever seen in your life. They were like that long. I'm not even joking. They were like mutant yellow jackets, like alien version yellow jackets built a nest. How many times I'm going to say yellow jackets? Like, okay, we got it. All right. They built this nest under the deck and uh, under the ledge of the deck. And I went out there. It was like Wednesday. I think we were getting ready to go to church. And I went out there and I forgot that it was there and I set my arms on it. And dude, they like attacked me. I got stung multiple times. And then my mom had me drink like a whole thing of Benadryl. And I like, I like was out for days, you know? But uh, praise God for moms. They're awesome. Love you, mom. Uh, but you know, if you've ever been around that, I was thinking my father-in-law, uh, just a few, a few months back got attacked by a uh, wasp he was weed eating and they were chasing him because wasps actually re release a chemical. And when they release that chemical, it tells other wasps to attack and they can find you. Even, even when he went in the house, they were chasing him. And so when you think of this, I just, it's a great picture of how David felt. It's like, this, was, this is bad and I feel like you know, not only are they surrounding me, but they're chasing me. And when I'm, when I'm slapping them and killing them, I'm still, there's just another one there. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just being attacked. But then he says over and over again, in the name of the Lord, I cut them off. Now, I think when you think of that phrase, the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, the Bible says it's a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are saved. The Bible teaches us we're New Testament believers. There's power in the name of Jesus, that there is no other name under heaven by which, by which people must be saved, that every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. There's power in the name of Jesus. I, I think of when I read this scripture in the name of the Lord, what does it, it make you think of? It makes you think of David fighting Goliath. And he, and he comes and he, he sees this giant Goliath just totally like, bad-mouthing the people of Israel, bad-mouthing God. And what does he say to them? He says, David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. He, he said, you know what? I'm coming to you with a greater name. And that name, so when we're walking through a problem, we want to be near God. We want to be pointed in the right direction, but then we proclaim the victory, but we proclaim it in God's name. And when the intensity raises, we don't stop doing that. We don't stop proclaiming. We just say, oh, God, I know I've been praying about this, but Lord, it's, it looks like it's getting worse. So I pray in Jesus' name that you bring breakthrough. I pray in Jesus' name that you bring victory. God, it's more clear to me now than ever that I need your help. God, and so if the intensity is raised, God, I know it's, a, it's just a greater moment for your name. And so, Lord, I declare in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would bring victory. And I will win in Jesus' name. I am going to make it through in Jesus' name. You know, that's where the power comes when you say, God, I'm coming out of your presence and it's in your name. It's in your name that this is gonna happen. It's in your name that there's gonna be breakthrough. And you begin to proclaim. And then when the stakes get higher, when you say, God, oh, it's getting, it's, oh, this, a, this is another aspect of the problem I didn't understand. I didn't know. You don't get defeated in that moment. You go back to prayer, you call on the Lord, you get pointed back in the right direction, and then you proclaim the name. You proclaim the name. 
whenever you're walking through something. And we just came through men's conference. There were several times through men's conference where it was like, okay, this is an issue or this is a problem. You know what? You don't go, oh man, I guess we gotta cancel men's conference. You know, no. You say, God, I know you're gonna take care of it. God, I pray that this is your conference. God, and we want your will to be done. And God, we believe you're gonna do something great. And so we ask in Jesus' name that you would help us. And we know that you will because your name is great. And God, you are in charge, God. And I'm gonna stick close to you and I'm not gonna be afraid. Do you see how that works? I don't know what problem you're facing. But I wanna encourage you tonight. God is with you in the problem. And if you've gotten off track, you need to get pointed in the right direction. You just say, God, I believe there's a better way. And God, I'm gonna look to you and I'm gonna proclaim your name until I see a breakthrough.